I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I don't like the Lakers or the Heat. <laughs> well, it seems like all of them have views that go against the Dallas Mavericks. And I don't feel right putting any of them in the NBA Finals. I'd prefer not to have the NBA Finals at all, but that doesn't seem right either. What should I do? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Com, the finals friend, one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Bring it All on. Right, I, go ahead. I, go I ahead. Whatever, of, a, whatever you're going to say. I'm ready. I have a series of questions for you. I'm sure you do. So so let's say. Indict me on the Lakers fan base. Let, let's say that the commissioner asked you and said, Nick, you're okay. working with the commissioner. Your Mr. whole Summer? livelihood is, is tied to it. And it says, hey, Nick. If you're running the NBA right now, okay. and you could choose, like going into the bubble, you could choose one franchise. You know how much money we've lost and everything. You could choose one franchise to make us the most money. For the, like them reaching the finals would make us the most money. If you could choose one franchise, what what franchise would it be? Well, Mr. Silver, first of all, I'm going to say it's uh, it's probably not going to be the Rockets uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> Think that. Uh, we may be, uh, the magic would be a cool hometown story, but I don't think it's going to be them. Uh, I think at some point we probably have to get that Clippers Lakers matchup and then probably, I mean, Lakers in the finals. I mean, I think that would recoup us the most money probably, but yeah, uh, so besides the Lakers, if there's one player out there that you would say would have the biggest spotlight and bring in the most money of being in the finals, what player would that be, Nick? Well, you might think that it'd be Jamal Murray the way that the TNT announcers talked about him, but you know it would, it, it would be it would be LeBronis James or LeBron, Giannis, okay, okay. to be honest. And remind me again what we're what we've lost the most this year that we're trying to recuperate. Probably the China money first. <laughs> the money, yes, yes. So you're telling me before the bubble, if you could pick one franchise, one player to help us with the one area that we're trying to make the most of right now, it would be the Lakers and LeBron, right? To be honest, Mister Silver. I think I'm just asking, like, if, if you could choose, just hypothetically, if you could choose, what would it be? I, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I, I just want to say congrats. To that? You got anything else to that statement? How about the fact that that team was the number one team in the West? That team was one of the top five <laughs> offensive and defensive teams in the NBA this year? It's like, you talk about the Lakers as if they're this team that just... Was pulled by the league by their they they went five they went four one five. I just games. did a hypothetical. That's all I did. That's all I was saying. If hypothetically, especially because the Lakers fan base has suffered so much, so much over the years, and I okay. On we just argued show, before we're on, on today's show. We're obviously going to talk about the finals, and we have I have this strange relationship with the finals and the Lakers and all this that I'm going to talk about. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. The NBA Finals is set. It's Lakers versus Heat. This is uh, pretty wild, this matchup. The Lakers, you know, were top seed in the West, so that one you kind of could have predicted. If you were sitting in a commissioner's office, you, you probably predicted it because we had to recoup all the money, and so they just 
by no merits of their own did they get to the finals, I guess, is what people are saying. I guess that's what people are saying. People Isaac. are saying that. And then the Miami Heat make it to the finals, which is just this crazy story. They took down Giannis. They took down the Celtics. The Raptors got taken out. It was just wild that that team made it there. Uh, the Miami Heat have been so good. They've turned diehard Mavericks fans into Heat fans. That's yes, how good the, the Heat have been. And you are one of them, which I think is a little despicable, but it's just a testament to how likable this Heat team is. Uh, and they're they're celebrating, doing whatever they are right now. But... All right, for those that listen to this podcast every single day, we're going to talk about the, the finals. We're going to talk about these two teams. But I am a Lakers fan. I grew up a Lakers fan. I was born what? in Los Angeles. My dad t- told me, and I looked this up, I was born during a Lakers game. It was on while I was being born. And so he, he told me that my whole life. Grew up in Cincinnati where we didn't really have a team. Kept the Lakers. It's been my whole life. That's just, you know, shoot me. <laughs> can, I share, can I share my past with the Lakers? And Isaac's past is completely different. Completely, like, um, like I don't know how we're friends. It's so different. I grew up hating the Lakers. I absolutely hate the Lakers. There's not a franchise in sports I hate more. After knowing than the Isaac Lakers. for as long as I've known him, and having talked about the Lakers and them being my team, uh, <laughs> I think to be honest, it might be like Satan and then Lakers. And there, I don't think there's anything in between those two things. Like, like nothing. Like murder? No. Like you'd hate the Lakers more than murder. <laughs> Nothing. There's like nothing between those things. Oh, but no, let's uh, yeah, I absolutely hate the Lakers. It's then this unique combination because I was never the biggest LeBron fan at all. And then they combine forces. Yeah, before and it's like, that. <laughs> wow. To, together on the same squad. Um, the only thing about the Lakers being in the finals is I'm happy for Nick, Nick's soul. Just just Nick in, in particular. Just, and That's just not that. the only just and, that and sometimes just, not even that it feels like just that it brings nick joy that's the only thing about it but nick and i just argued before this before we hit record on this because the sentiment of some lakers fans that they have suffered because they suffered for i'm putting suffered in air quotes of five years of bad basketball when they literally <clears throat> are the lannisters of the nba they are the yankees of the nba is absolutely ludicrous to me and i just want to laugh forever at the fact of Lakers fans trying to act like they suffered for five years. When you have seen a three-peat, you've seen two titles in, what, in 09-10? Is that the last two? Is that right? Is it 9-10? I think so. They were in the finals 9, in 08, 09, and 10, and they won yes. 9 and 10. And then they got put out in a, in 2011 by... Four games. The boys! Dirk Nowitzki and the Mavs uh, to stop their second, you know, three-peat there. But then they had some some down years, and now, you know, some Lakers fans, we've went through the mud. We're here. We're back. We're right here where we we've, we believe. Get out of here. All right. As, I, as you sip coffee from your gold-plated <laughs> coffee mug. And then so every time the Lakers, anything positive happens for the Lakers, I have to answer for the whole fan base to Isaac, which is basically how it works. And I sit here that's, and defend That's how them. it works, yes. And But my thing for the Lakers fan base, and I'm sure a lot of you have the same sentiment as Isaac, where you're like, oh, this is so insufferable. How can this fan base, blah, blah, blah. There's just so many Lakers fans. There's just so many. Some Lots of mm-hmm. them bandwagons, obviously, don't have any connection to the city or the team or anything. They just decided to become Lakers fans. And a lot of them are age because they grew up with that three-peat team like I did. And there's enough of them and there's enough people on Twitter that you can find any response, any take, you can find anything that you could ever want. And so Isaac latched onto this suffering card and decided to put put it out there. (laughs) Even though the Lakers did have 
the worst record in the league for five years straight. So it was it was pretty bad then. They had the second pick in the draft three years in a row for a reason. They were they were pretty bad. But the Lakers are back. It's you know, it's a, a it's a story of you know a team down on their luck. Get out of here. The the <laughs> the finals. It is so intriguing when you look at the two teams going against each other in the finals because I think in. I do think Palinka should get some credit for the random cast of characters he threw together, and it has fit for the most part. But but better than expected, to be overarching honest. Overarching storyline of this, you have, and I'm not trying to discredit the Lakers, just calling them not a team. But you have the team versus the stars, and if you y'all get what I'm saying in this, of like you have this deep team in the Heat. Yeah, if you haven't they, watched like, them, yeah, it's like that. But they don't. But okay. Like LeBron and AD are top five players in the league. Sure, first but this team Lakers team has played like a team. Like they they have played. They have, but I'm good saying team like Bam and Jimmy Butler are probably the best players on on Miami. But they're, yeah. I mean, is Bam a top fifteen player, twenty player? Like, do they have a top fifteen player on their team? Probably I think not. Butler, I think Butler is. I mean, the way that he's played. But there's okay. so many of them right now. But but, but still, it's like so, and, and I think that's so intriguing when it comes to team building because, and even like who you root for. If you don't have a rooting interest, like obviously, like you talked about me being a Mavericks fan, liking the Heat. I like the Heat so much right now because they're playing the Lakers. If they faced the Nuggets, I would have been all in on the Nuggets in the finals. Like I wouldn't have cheered for the Heat in that case. I enjoy watching the Heat, but it's the fact that the Heat's playing uh, playing the Lakers and. There is an an overarching thing too that if you even if you didn't hate the Lakers like I do, there is something that you could root for of hey they're not the big market that's that lured the small market guy away and if you're still holding on to that like a lot of people like I still do I still root for the small market like if Giannis doesn't go to Dallas man I want him to stay in Milwaukee forever I love that I love seeing Lillard stay in Portland I love seeing so. Seeing the big market lure the Anthony Davis, we've talked about this before on the pod. Of course, I don't want that to succeed. I don't want that because it does, I think, add fuel. <laughs> oh, coming up, I will tell you why oh, that's the go. most ludicrous thing in the world because you're oh, rooting for the Miami Heat right now. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. You've been a fan of this service for a long time. They're sponsoring the podcast, DoorDash. It's an app that brings the food that you're craving right now, right to your door. DoorDash is easy. You open the app, you find something. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. Find exactly what you want, and you can get it brought right to your door. You don't even have to go out. Uh, In Florida, the state that I live in currently, they reduced all of the restrictions for all the you know, for all coronavirus, everything. So there's no restrictions on anything. Restaurants, theme parks, nothing. And so if I don't want to go out, and if some of you don't want to go out in Texas or wherever you live, DoorDash can bring it right to you. They have contactless delivery. You can you can set that option. And so you don't even have to come in contact with your driver if you don't want to. Just They leave it right on your doorstep. You go pick it up. Contactless, seamless. DoorDash deliveries are there to keep your community safe right now our listeners can get five dollars off and zero delivery fees on their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter the code locked on nba that's five dollars off and your delivery fees on your first order when you download the doordash app in the app store enter the code locked on nba don't forget code locked on nba for five dollars off your first order with doordash all right isaac so before we talked about our friends at doordash you had this whole soliloquy about how you hate the Lakers and so you want the Heat to win because they're not the market that this Heat team this yes. Heat team is not the one that tears away 
you know, stars from the other from the smaller markets to well, of them. Course they've done the it in Miami the past. Heat did that in the biggest way possible when they brought LeBron, yeah. Bosch, and Wade all together. So this and I hated that team then. I didn't. I didn't cheer for them. And at so all. now this Heat team is just absolved of all that. Well, I'm not talking about the organization. I'm talking about the makeup of the teams that are playing right now. Like that's the thing. Like. Any small market with a star like Giannis or Luca, or, I mean Dallas. I wouldn't say is a small market, but it's they're it's, not they're small not and big LA. is not different. I heard somebody on a podcast recently say it's a glamour market, right? It's glamour market yeah. instead. So like Miami's a glamour market, New York should be a glamour market, LA a glamour market should, should be. they they should be. Brooklyn apparently is, but the Knicks, yeah. I guess not. <laughs> But like Clippers that's, that's get, I mean Clippers get players, right? So so now, yeah, now well, that they, is, yeah, they you know, just yeah. further confirms it's glamour market, not necessarily big market, because LA is a, the Clippers are a small market, a big market city. Anyway. Exactly. And it's like what when we talk about the LA like appeal, it, just like the Lakers. It's like y'all are going down y'all are going through your Kendall Marshall years and all that. But you know it's that rough. like as as a <laughs> franchise in LA like that and as the Lakers, you know there's always light at the end of the tunnel. You know that there is a Wilt Chamberlain coming, that there is a, uh, an Oscar Robinson coming, or a Kareem, or a Kobe, or Shaq. There is a LeBron. There is a Oscar like, Robinson LA did Br- not play for the Lakers. Okay, or well, Elgin Baylor. My bad. It's he was like, drafted. You, you, you know, but, but still, you get my boy, like Shaq and LeBron. Like you know that LA brings that appeal that they're always in the running for players, and you know it's just a matter of time that they're going to pull off the next star, the next big young face, that one of the faces of the league that will come there. That's inevitable. That has happened in your past. That that is the Lakers. So that's what kind. Of, that's another thing that separates being, you know, if you're a fan of the Charlotte Hornets. There is no light at the end of the tunnel until you try to <laughs> go like, check out Locked On Hornets, our great podcast on this network. <laughs> exactly, like you're like they're they've done a what if about every month on what if they landed the you know, Anthony Davis instead of Michael Kidd Gilchrist in that draft. Like that's their only light at the end of the tunnel. It's like dang, we missed on that, so now we're screwed for a decade and they had MKG forever. But that's it. It's but anyway, going back to the Miami the Lakers thing. That's that's one of the things of like who you cheer for in this and, and for me like uh, yeah I want the t- I want the team to win. I want the the team of Miami to kind of beat the stars in it. But I think when if you go back to if we circle this thing back to Dallas, how do you think Dallas is going to look like roster wise in the next 2 to 3 years? Do you think that they will look like what LA is right now to where we'll have Luka and KP and a bunch of guys around them like LA has? Or do you think it's going to look like Miami, who has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players in double digit, like making over ten million at least on their roster? It's something to think about and how different. It's completely two different teams. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And roster building wise, that have now made it to the finals. Yeah, the, the cap, the cap numbers are a good way to look at it. And also, if you look at talent level, right? Like if we put their two K ratings up there, right? It's probably like you know LeBron Davis one two. I don't know who's one or two at this point, but. And then it's like probably Butler, Bam, Dragic probably next. I mean, how many Heat players? Tyler Hero probably got a huge bump in the bubble. How many Heat yeah. players do we go through until we get another Laker, right? That's the difference in these two teams. And the Mavericks are obviously on the, the Laker track, right? Like they're on that that side of, the, of that track now because they have Luka. Luka is the LeBron. And, and Porzingis hopefully can become an AD. And he was showing some big flashes of that at the end of this year and even in the bubble he played really really well and even played better than ad offensively at some points man 
AD those those mid range shots that he's been hitting in in this finals yeah. run like that's what Borzingis has to do and that's what we've been calling for him to do and he he kind of did a little bit here and there but that's- did AD get his credit by the way because the Lakers closed it out the other night it was all about LeBron I'm like are we just gonna gloss over what AD did in this series yeah, the, or- the Lakers fans that I follow at least gave him credit but. You know, okay. it, the national thing is all going to be about LeBron. The, the, the picture of LeBron, Shocker. the narrative, the picture of LeBron sitting there on the floor with the confetti all around him, and he looks like he's like sad. Yeah, people Shout, were oh, like, people so were the like, Lakers got him. confetti, but Miami didn't get confetti. So. I thought, yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we, we know who we're celebrating. So. Maybe they, well, maybe the fix was in for the Celtics, and the Celtics just blew it. <laughs> they had green confetti. <laughs> they had green confetti. They couldn't, they couldn't pull it because the Celtics blew it. Maybe. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the, all the narrative for LeBron was he's not satisfied. He wants to get in the finals. Like, you know what? I think he was probably just really tired. He had just played his butt off for like the whole end of that just game, and he was just it. sitting down. <laughs> but the the Mavericks are on that that kind of a track, though. And so as we look at team building going forward, the Mavericks have to take advantage of some of these years where Luca isn't making what LeBron's making. Right? LeBron's making thirty five, what forty million soon. Luca's on that rookie deal still, and so they have to take advantage. That's why 2021 is so incredibly important for this team because they can add that third guy. And the Lakers could have added that third guy this summer. They almost got Kawhi, but they, you know, Kawhi decided to spurn them and go lose in the second round. But they, uh, you know, the, the Mavericks are now on that kind of track. The 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 team side of it, though, as far as how they're going to play, Mavericks play some really good team basketball. Luca just drives it and he sets everybody up, and I think that. I think they have that culture side, the, the the heat culture side of it. I think they're building that for sure. Yeah. Because it started it, with Dirk. It, the culture and chemistry, man. Like, we, we said this a while back, uh, even when, I think it was after when the Nuggets beat, uh, beat the Clippers, of saying, man, if you're a huge, I'm going to preach the gospel of team chemistry, <laughs> you are yes. shouting from the rooftops right now. And I think this shows even further, like, this Lakers team, from what I've noticed from the outside, it seems like, man, they just love each other. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And it seems like it's a really close group. And, I mean, Jared Dudley is the... Nah, um, the culture but, king! <laughs> but, like, the Miami voice of the feels players. like it's the same... Like, they seem, they seem like the same way. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Looks like it's two teams that, if you look at the playoffs and you had to name the top four uh, team chemistry teams of the playoffs... I feel like a lot of people would have the Lakers and Heat in the yeah. in that top four. Honestly, though, I feel like they'd have the Mavericks too, and maybe some of that is because of all the yeah. like viral type videos that were coming out at the beginning of the bubble. But the Mavericks would probably be up there chemistry wise. Yeah, and and that's the when the Mavericks are bringing back some of these guys that we've talked about that continuity and building these guys of Dorian and Maxi and you know keeping Boban another year hopefully and like all these different stuff it's like that's the type of stuff you build when you're bringing these guys back and you're setting that culture tone to when you do bring in somebody else then they know the type of culture they're going into and so I, I love that part there's something else with Miami not necessarily the Lakers more of Miami case of when you're building a roster like Miami, the importance of drafting and you're seeing, you know, everybody's talking about Tyler Hero right now and, and rightfully so. The dude's having a coming out party uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. He's a blast to watch, but they got him, what, 13th overall, 14th overall? Yeah, um, Bam too. You know, I think the same. Yeah, they drafted, you know, they drafted Bam. They drafted Tyler Hero. Um, they picked up Kendrick Nunn in the, what, yeah, he was he was he was stuff. undrafted. They took a you know they decided to, I don't know. Yeah, I I have, then, I have weird feelings about that, but 
And then they took a flyer on AJ Hammonds. And AJ Hammonds. <laughs> Still getting paid. Does he get a ring? He's getting paid by that. He's on the payroll this year. If they win, does he get a he ring? Could. Does he get a did he get a at least a Eastern Conference final champion hat? AJ Hammonds. Did they send him a, a hat? Before before Luca. <laughs> he did, he did go to the finals before Luca. Oh man. Yeah, like drafting so obviously important. Duncan Robinson, a guy that they, they picked up on the fringes, which is like the thing that the Mavericks try to do every every single year is pick up a guy like that on the on the fringes and work out. Maxi yeah. was one of those guys. Dorian was one of those guys that they picked up. Uh, yeah, drafting super important. But, but also look at, also look at the vets on this team too. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Butler's a vet, thirty but years old. Dragic, thirty four. Iguodala, thirty. Like both of, zillion. Both of those guys right there are in the rotation. Yeah. This is something we've talked about so many times that they have their Haslam. Like, they have their J.J. Barea type that sets it on the end of the bench that is there for the team of chemistry, and we love those type of guys. The Jared Dudleys, the Tyson Chandlers. Every, it feels like every team, Vince Carter kind of played that role. Some, but he actually played some, too. Every team has that end-of-the-bench guy that's the vet they hardly ever plays. But there's a the difference Hawks, between... The Hawks sucked. <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference between having... <laughs> A guy like Haslam, but also having, I mean, Jay Crowder, I mean, you could even say he's a vet to an extent. He's been in the this, finals, but, yeah. Yeah, but having a vet that's actually part of the rotation, Iguodala closed the game tonight against Boston. Seeing Goran Dragic. He's played he a lot of it. minutes in that series, this Celtics Yeah, I mean, series. Dragic too. So it's like, man, having the vets that's been there, done it, that's been in the league for a while, not just there for team chemistry, but also being on the court in some of these big moments, that's the next step for Dallas. It's not just drafting. It's not just finding the, the, the role players. It's finding vets that can be on the floor, a part of the rotation when it counts. Coming up, I want to talk about more about this veteran idea, and we want to decide to make our picks or talk about the series, talk about these actual teams coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, one of our favorite snacks, our favorite meal replacement is Built Bar. They're awesome. They actually just sent us some of these uh, supplements, these energy squeezes, and they're pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. I want to, I want to let everybody know this is a new. New item from Built Bar. You can go to their website, BuiltBar.com. Go check them out. They have 18 incredible flavors for the bars. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. For example, the peanut butter bar that we love, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar. That's it. They're covered in 100% chocolate with 5 grams of sugar and 5 grams of net carbs. That's tiny. That's small for both of those for basically a candy bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Not your first, your next. Anytime you can go do this, use the promo code LOCKDOWN and uh, get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, you mentioned before we talked about the veterans on, on these teams. And the Lakers, same thing. They have, I mean, the Lakers have all kinds of veterans up and down their roster as well. LeBron, obviously. Dwight Howard's been to a finals. Rondo has been to a finals. Danny Green has won a finals. It's more like who's not a vet for the Lakers. Essentially, yeah. Well, AD's not. Caruso's not. Kuzma's not. Right? Like They have some guys in their rotations that aren't really vets. But the Mavericks, I feel like, just need to plug in and play those vets. They have all the role players. They have all the role players and the two stars that you need. I honestly think they just need to fill in the vets at this point. So I think going into this offseason, if they don't bring in some kind of vet, I'm going to be questionable it's going to be questionable for me i think that's that has to be one of the number one things for sure and i mean <clears throat> we uh talk have talked about potential free agents that could happen this summer but you know i think a lot of you've seen the the jeremy grant article come out which he's not a vet i think you know he's what 26 27 somewhere through there but 
he could be uh, looking at a higher payday uh, than uh, what some of us uh, could could be imagining. Uh, I think some of us, including myself, was having high hopes for a potential MLE. But uh, Jamie Grant, if he does for sure opt out, he, he will deserve a lot more money with that. But looking at just the ages on this Mavericks team, I mean, Luka, 21, Porzingis, 25. Uh, just looking at basketball reference, some of these ages could have changed over the past few months. But Dorian, 26, Hardaway, 27, Dwight, 28, Maxi 28. It's like all of these guys, I mean, we've talked about, there's only a few guys that's over just over the age of 30 on yeah. this team with uh, Boban, Seth Curry. Um, you know, we Brand, talked about it. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about if their free agents walk, if like JJ doesn't come back and let's say Courtney Lee doesn't come back and they bring back the gist of this roster, Seth Curry is going to be the second oldest guy on this team. Boban will be the oldest guy on the team. That's where when you're going out and finding these guys, this is why I was such a proponent when Iguodala was on the trade trading block from Memphis. Yeah. I wanted him so bad. I don't care like if his talent has went down or anything like that. He can he he just knows what to do. And I wanted him really bad. And, I mean, I, I don't know if it warrants a, a whole podcast of, like, what if Dallas actually got Iguodala uh, instead of, you know, instead of him going can, to Miami. Can we answer every time we say, what if Dallas got this this year? We just say they would have beat the Clippers, right? I feel like now we can say anything. <laughs> what if Dallas got just Jay Crowder? They would have won. <laughs> They would have beat the but Clippers. Like, <laughs> but that's the thing. I would have loved Iguodala on this Mavericks team and just what he would have done. He would have been a part of the rotation and just everything with that. But um, for the finals actually coming up, I mean, I, I feel the same way that I, I felt before the Nuggets series. I told you before the Nuggets series for the Lakers, I said this won't even be a series. It's over. Uh, it was fun. I think Jamal Murray uh, definitely took made a leap uh, for him, at least in my mind. I think a lot of people's minds. But uh, I thought it was going to be a sweep, maybe five games, end up being in five games. I said last week that I think Miami would beat the Lakers more times than Denver. Uh, I still so stand more by than that. One. Yes, more than one. Um, I want Miami to win, but <laughs> I think I, I think uh, I think the Lakers have LeBron and AD, the two best players in the series. I think there is financial. Uh, <laughs> incentives for the Lakers to win too and uh, so I think the Lakers will win I'm hoping that Miami wins but I think the Lakers win in six yeah I I think the the Lakers also win I'm worried about the Lakers in a couple of ways I think that this Lakers team they when things break down for them they score a lot of their points in transition they score a lot of their points in broken plays and when things are really bogged down when they're like really when they get in a set half court setting they really struggle unless AD is hitting his mid-range, unless LeBron is just plowing through people and Jeremy Grant isn't falling down every single time he runs at him. I mean, how many times did Jeremy Grant fall down that series? Like a thousand? <laughs> and this, and the, the refs would just go, they'd flip a coin and be like, that's a charge, that's a block. <laughs> it's like they just hey, didn't know which You know one what Mike Malone should have done? He should have made a mixtape and send it into the league to, <laughs> they to didn't complain. Make a call. To send a they complaint. Made- Rob Palenka pulled a Daryl Morey and sent in an audit of freaking LeBron's foul calls and says LeBron doesn't get foul calls. The Nuggets did the, the same league. thing. That, oh, uh, 
Mike Malone made a joke about it after that next game and said, maybe we need to make the proper, you know, calls up the proper channels too, as Frank Vogel said. That was the biggest joke I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm not going to, you have, uh, yeah, everything about the Lakers is the biggest joke to you. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about this anymore because LeBron got hit in the head so many times on these drives. There's so many videos of LeBron getting hit. He gets fouled a lot. You can't say LeBron doesn't get fouled a lot. Of course he gets, yes, but I think he gets away with a ton of crap, too. Oh, that for sure. does get called. <laughs> for sure. Part of it is he's still, So I think it equals out. Part of it is still I, he's I the best player the in the NBA, he and he's been around for 30, like forever. I mean, there's just... True, a, but it doesn't mean he should get every call. He so doesn't get like, every hey, call, though. He, he gets a lot of calls himself for being one of the best players, but when he doesn't get every call, then we have to complain, so he gets more of those calls. So that Anyway. There's, st- there's still there's still calls he should get <laughs> that are actual okay. fouls, right? Like you get- I don't think we should walk out and say there, he gets calls that he, he shouldn't get, and that's okay. But there's calls that he de- that he but, didn't get that he should get because but at it, some he's point, star. but at some point it evens out. I'm not saying that it's you know LeBron does yeah, get. I, I think it I think it evens out. Okay, so you should have nothing to complain about. I'm not the one to complain. I'm complaining that the Lakers complained. That's my thing. Oh, man. All right. The Lakers complained about it. Sent a thing in. This Miami team, though, they defend They defend really well. They have a lot of answers for things. And I think that this Lakers offense might struggle against them because they're, they're a better defense than the Lakers have faced so far. The Lakers have faced the Blazers. They've faced the Rockets, who oh, have actually yes. probably a more comparable defense, but still not the greatest. They're, they're decent, though. And then no, they played they're the, not, they're not the Nuggets. I mean, they have defenders. They have Covington. They had Tucker. Harden and Westbrook. They had Harden and Westbrook too. But Harden played decent defense in this. I'm I'm gonna stand by that. Can we just say? Can Can you please admit that this is not the toughest road to the finals that some people have tried to like tell? Oh no, but but it seems like it seemed like every round people were like, oh this you know this Rockets team gonna beat the Lakers, and people were picking them, and so that I never was. Okay, yeah, but other you know people that. were. I'm, I'm not saying yeah, yeah. that you did. I'm yeah, saying yeah. that other people did, and they're like, oh, Damian Lillard. People were picking the Blazers to beat the Lakers. But then they got decimated by injuries, though. I mean, they were just destroyed by For sure, injuries. yeah, by the end of it, yeah, they, they were. But if they hadn't gotten injured, would they have, would they have won? No. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I, no, This I don't think this is the hardest. I think that, man, this, whole, this run, like watching it now, because we argued back and forth so much about, is this going to be a hard bit? Just for both both sides, for all teams involved, is this going to be a hard run or an easy run? And man, some of the like, some of the mental fatigue and the being away from family and like all that kind of stuff, like it's it's pretty wild. Some of the, st- some of the stuff that they, they've gone through. The other thing I thought about was there's no home court advantage. Like imagine the Lakers' home court advantage is just completely gone. Their home court advantage is a real thing in the playoffs, and they didn't have it. I mean, that's pretty wild. How for both teams, Miami's. If if Miami fans stay for the entire game, then the, yeah, it's a good home court advantage. But neither La- team Lakers, had it. Lakers get to play of the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference in the finals. It's wild. I mean, you think about it that way. It's true. I know. I'm just saying it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's true. The yeah, the Bucks. I do think, the Bucks I do think Miami up and win. Though. I mean, it's, I do think Miami has a shot though. I do. I do want to say that. I didn't think yeah. Denver had a shot. I think Miami does have a shot, and it's because. I think Spo is a heck of a coach. I think they have bodies to throw at LeBron yeah. in Crowder, in Jimmy, in Iguodala, who's played him. I think Iguodala's played him well in the past. He's not the same Iguodala, but still, they have bodies to throw at LeBron. They have, 
I think Bam, a healthy Bam against AD will be fun. I yeah, think at least huge. be fun. They at least have somebody. You know, AD's bigger than Bam, but still. Uh, so I think that they have a shot for sure. I just I, I think AD and LeBron being the two best players in the series. I typically lean that route in any series. That if you have the two best players in the series, majority of the time for me, I'm going to pick you to to win the series. I don't want them to, but it did not work out for the Lakers in 2004 when they had the two best players in the series in Kobe. And uh, one of my favorite finals in Kobe and Shaq because the Lakers lost. And then uh, yeah. this is a, I compared this Heat team to that Pistons team a lot because they're they're set up in a similar way, you know, team wise. They have Bam as the Ben Wallace type, but they're they're different, sure. obviously. Yeah. But they, I like that. Guy. They're, uh, I think they're they're similar to that team in their roles, and uh, I'd say Jimmy's kind of like their Billups in a way. I I say Jimmy is like their Billups and Rasheed, right? Like he's like a combo of the two, right? Whereas whereas Bam is a Billups and Rasheed or uh, Ben Wallace and Rasheed too. He's the defensive Ben Wallace and the offensive game of Rasheed, you know, a little bit. So yeah, yeah th- this is going to be an interesting finals matchup. It starts the thirtieth, I think. It starts, you know, coming up. So I am. And I, I will say this. LeBron win or lose this I mean this does nothing to surplant Michael Jordan yeah I don't think so I, I agree with that in, for in sure. my mind like obviously people can like if, even if he wins this and they sweep the heat it does nothing into his race no against Jordan. I don't think so he's he's number two and it gets him closer to number one but not like there you know right I I, I don't agree with anything that's going to come out about that uh, I also think that there's a good chance that Anthony Davis gets finals MVP and then that becomes a whole thing if they yeah. win, but I hope he does. Who cares? I mean, obviously, that? I hope he does, but at, at this point, so there you go. We'll, it should be fun. It should be a fun series. I, I think it'll be a fun series to watch. Yeah, I expect lots of Mavericks fans to just not watch though, because they feel like you about the Lakers, and they also still hate the Heat. So I wonder. Let us know on Twitter at Nick Van Exit at Isaacel Harris at uh, Locked On Mavs. Let us know what you think. Who are you rooting for in this series? Because it's kind of. It's kind of a no-win for Mavs fans both ways, right? If the Lakers win, then the Lakers win. If the Heat win, ugh, the Heat, you know, the Heat win a finals. So that's uh that's where we stand with that. We'll have fun talking about it though. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Heat eliminate the Boston Celtics in six games. Next up, the Los Angeles Lakers. I hate them. Every single one of them.